Hey guys, welcome back to Bitchwork Podcast. I'm so excited to be back interviewing someone this week. I know I took a little bit of a break, but just been kind of busy with the holidays and getting back into the new year, finding time to schedule with people. But I'm back with an amazing guest today, Allie Fry, who is one of my internet friends, and she's amazing. So Allie, please say hi. Hey, I'm could not be more nervous and awkward for this. <laughs> no, you're gonna be perfect. It's, it's gonna be so easy. Allie and I um, are friends from the internet. We met via True. YouTube. Yes. And she lives in New York, and we hang out, and it's really fun. And I'm just so excited to have you here New today. New York friends. Yes, New York internet <laughs> so important. buddies. Um, I'm just so excited to have you here today because we actually haven't had a guest who works in fashion in quite some time, which is what you do. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? and your job really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Of course. I feel so special. Um, But I work for a clothing brand in wholesale. I work for Redone, mostly known for like their denim, Um, but we've obviously grown into like a full ready-to-wear brand with um, a bunch of different categories, which is exciting and I'll get to. Um, But yeah, what else was I supposed to say? So what what is your like, exact <laughs> position there? Um, yeah, so I'm an account executive, um, which means that I... That sounds so fancy. It does sound fancy. It's a lot less fancy, probably. Um, but I manage the West Coast specialty stores. So cool. I guess I feel like when, when I... Before I worked in fashion, I like truly didn't know that... like anything about it really the fashion industry and like working in fashion I feel like has this not a stigma but like this idea around it that it's this like super glamorous thing and like at least for me I don't work in fashion so I can imagine that like these roles and the positions like are kind of a mystery like I don't know what these words actually mean yeah you just took the words out of my mouth and okay, said cool. it a lot better than <laughs> I would have um but exactly you know I like I always like I always said I wanted to work in fashion but I didn't know exactly like what um you know, like if I or like if I worked for a brand, what could I do for them? Um, so I technically work in like wholesales is just sales. It's like any sales role. Um, you're just selling the clothes. So it's if you think about it, it's the opposite of a buyer. We work with the buyers and sell the clothes to them. Um, so I manage the West Coast Specialty Stores. Specialty stands for like all of the small boutiques around the country. Cool. Um, so then we also have like our major stores, which is going to be like the big department stores. Um, that everyone knows, like Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, Saks, um, all of like those big players that have a ton of different brands and um, a ton of different doors. So you are selling Redone to these stores? Exactly. Great. I guess that's, I mean, that's like my job, I guess. I don't know cool. like what else you want to know about Okay, it, so that's like, like the general idea of your job. Um, yes. Can you tell us like kind of what it is like on a day-to-day basis working in wholesale at Redone, like kind of like a rundown of your day. Yeah, I think before getting into that, it's important to kind of know like the structure of like the wholesale and buying business. Ooh, please, um, enlighten us. A little bit, because different times of year have different daily structures. So um, we are in something called market four times a year, which is basically when the buyers and the wholesalers or the brands get together. Um, and this can be held in showrooms. So I don't know when you hear the term showroom I feel like that's also a vague thing but yes. basically it's like you imagine like this gorgeous room yeah, with like and you're like what do they do there <laughs> and like people come in and like pick whatever they want like that's what I think of when exactly. I think of showroom I mean it is like that but it's it's more on the business side than that so like showrooms typically will have um multi like or 
multiple different brands within one showroom. So then the the buyers can come and take a look at, um, you know, specific brands or see multiple at a time. So are the brands that are in the showrooms, like, competitors of one another? Are they, like, different enough brands, like, redone in, like, a swimwear brand so that, like, there's no, like, competition between the two of you? It would be usually different, to my knowledge. I work... We have a showroom, but our sales is in-house, so that just means that um, we have a sales team dedicated to Redone, and it's not managed by an outside, um, like, a showroom that would... Got it. Like, like maybe there's companies that, like, use a showroom to sell, but you guys don't. Yes. Got it. Um, So, if you have... So, since we have our own showroom... um, like market will be held in our showroom but the buyers will be going around to you know like our showroom but they'll also take stops at um different showrooms all in new york city and then there's also um like some trade shows and other things for some other brands that are you know it just depends on like the level cool um the level the price point the Right, like division that's so if you guys remember when I first started the podcast I had my friend Izzy on the show who also works in fashion sales and she was kind of explaining market a little bit because I think weirdly enough it was also like around market time when she came on um so from what she under from what she said and what you just told me like market is the time when like the buyers come in and like look at like the new collections right exactly and like pick what they want to put in their stores exactly yeah okay. so that's also why I'm having like trouble framing this because there's so much information so like right now we're about to go into market and it's February if you're listening to this and we're actually showing um, fall 2020 so um, the buyers will come in they'll take a look at all of the clothes and then I'll help them put together an assortment for their store um and then we'll i'll put it on one rail so they can see it all together and see which um styles are shipping in which months um and then we'll you know write everything down it's called putting together notes and then we'll send it to them so they have it in their possession and then they'll send it back with sizing and then that's how we put together the orders okay um and that's like essentially market so that happens four times a year for each season obviously we launch a new collection right um so during market the days like we have like a prep week where we're getting the showroom all set up you know we're getting the new collection last week we had um like our design team flew in from our LA office because Redone's headquartered out of Los Angeles and we just have our sales in New York. Um, so design will come in, um, Sean and often Jamie who own Redone will come in and kind of explain, um, some key attributes of the collection where the inspiration came from, um, we redone as a brand um really prioritizes sustainability so a lot of those things like each new season we usually have like a new element of like how they're working harder to be more sustainable and responsible as a company um which I think is really awesome Mm. and interesting to learn about too because you get to just hear more about like again in fashion you don't think about like the factories or like the carbon footprint and all of that stuff but it's it's huge yeah it's huge and like going forward in fashion too it's only going to become more and more important because fast fashion is like killing the planet (laughs) um so yeah we'll have like a huge presentation um we'll do like team bonding like we'll have dinners and stuff um so we can all kind of like get on the same page and then it's a lot of, like, long hours making sure all of our line sheets and all of the materials, like, market What's materials. What's a line sheet? 
Great question. <laughs> See, this is like it's it's fun talking about this. Yeah. Actually, because um, like something that like you hear every single every day, day. I'm like, wait, what is exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So a line sheet is basically we'll have one for each delivery. So a delivery is a shipping month. So like okay. August will hold, example, just like twenty styles. Let's say so it'll have like. This is just an example, but five shirts, 10 jeans, three sweaters, blah, blah, blah. And then the line sheet will show you a photo of the image. It'll show you the style number, um, what the name of the style is, the color. Sometimes it'll show which colors it comes in. And then it'll also tell you the price. Got it. And I think that's usually all that's So is it, it like a receipt for what the buyers have bought from you or something you send to the buyers like this is what we're offering exactly the second okay got yeah, it the so, second one yeah so like um it's kind of like notes of like what they're seeing in the showroom exactly like, or if they like, missed anything they have like all the information of what is available it's it. like a catalog almost cool um but a little bit less like official right but, right yeah so we'll make sure all the line sheets look good we have all the right information and everything's uploaded into our system so we're able to easily um like take notes cool. process the orders and everything and then during market um it's a lot of like one-on-one talking with buyers relationship building um we'll have snacks out and Cute. yeah so it's it's <laughs> right fun, it's like but it's, it's like, like <laughs> it's like working with the clients making sure they feel comfortable so that they're gonna yes. want to buy a lot of redone yeah exactly and it's kind of like showtime it's like what you've worked on in the in-between seasons for and um you know like it's a really good time to make those connections like build those relationships and really get to hear from your stores about like how the brand is doing what's selling what's not selling um because everything gets so busy and lost in between so it's good to get like that face-to-face too totally so yeah so when it's not market where does like so I feel like a lot of stuff does happen during market like to me what you're saying is like a lot of the sales and like a lot of these deals happen during market yep so what are you doing on a day-to-day when it's not no. market so post market is a lot of processing orders chasing the orders obviously the buyers are very busy so it's you know following up with emails um Got it. asking them if they, if you can help them with anything sometimes i'll have phone calls to go over their buy and make okay. suggestions based on um because you know they want to know also what did everyone else like you know am i picking the best styles am i gonna okay. get the best sellers um so post-market i would say for like a few weeks is just processing the orders and like, kind of following up on all that post-market stuff Um, And then in between seasons, when it slows down a bit, um, there's always account maintenance. So I'll be working with accounts based on what they're selling. If they want to reorder something that's selling well, or else if they have something that's not selling well, sometimes they'll send it back to us and we can swap them out depending on the product that they want to send back. Okay. Or it's something's damaged we have to process um it's called like rtv or return to vendor okay um so processing those um and then it's also going out and looking for new business so okay cool um going out on the internet looking for you know different like stockist lists and got it um so because you work like 
on the in specialty like boutiques and stuff on the mm-hmm. west coast you said right yes do you like go out to LA and like look for stores like I'm envisioning you like scouting like yeah. stores <laughs> in LA to like sell redone yes no that's um that's in like a new part of my job so I, I just got promoted to uh, an account, account executive Yay, congrats. um to actually have my own territory which is um, really exciting. So I now go out to LA four times a year. Oh, fun. And then we also have LA Market, which oh, is okay. after New York Market. Okay. It's only three days, so it's a way smaller scale. And New York is a week? New York is usually one to two weeks. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go out there for LA Market and I'll show to a lot of those stores that don't travel or would prefer to see me there when the showroom's a little bit less busy. Um, and then... I, we do have, um, also, like, store visits and road trips that were, um, we do, like, we do, like, Long Island sometimes. Okay. But we're, for 2020, we're definitely trying to get more on the road and go out and actually see the stores. Because it makes a big impact. And, like, seeing the product in the store, seeing how it looks in the store, like, how, like, customers are interacting with it. Exactly. I don't know, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also just, like, even, like, going to a store as a store owner, I feel like you feel so special when a brand comes. Um, and then... It just, it's all about relationships, really. Right, totally. Um, wow. I mean, I feel like you described that really well. Oh, good. And, like, I understood everything. <laughs> I'm like, am I, like, making any sense? No, I don't I know. Think, <laughs> I think that you totally did. I want to know, like, what is your favorite part about your job? Like, something that you're just like, I, get, I feel so lucky that I get to, like, do this every day or, like, be around these people every day. Like, what's your favorite part? Yeah, um, I think it's really cool being in an industry that I've always admired and being so close to product. I also love Redone's clothes personally. Like Mm -hmm. my office has a wide variety of styles, but we all find things to wear from the line. So I think that's really special. Redone Um, is definitely like your your style for sure. But I also think it's like, it's an American heritage brand. Like we work with Hanes and Levi's and like, it's really like it's, at the base of it, it's denim and tees, and, like, everyone wears denim and tees, so it's, like, it's fun in that way, um, but I also have a really great team, like, my office is very small, it just grew to eight people, but there was a time when it was three people. Wait, that's, like, so awesome, though, because you get so much experience and responsibility in a small workplace like that. Totally, so, um, I think that, that's also very special and just finding people that like you like to be around every day is like where I feel very fortunate yeah um so yeah I think those are like the main reasons why I really enjoy it and also getting to be in New York City like coming from Minnesota it's like totally just a good opportunity well speaking of that (laughs) let's let's dive in a little bit to like how you got here yeah how you ended up in New York at Redone from Minnesota like let's start off with school and like internships like where you went to school what your major was kind of like the foundations for where you are now sure so I went to the University of Minnesota and when I was applying for school I was determined that I was going to go to school in California because and like I don't know like I always wanted to do fashion but for some reason I was like drawn to California because it's warm in the beach totally um I mean I I also wanted to go to school in California. It did not happen because, like, just wasn't smart enough to get into UCLA or USC. <laughs> but I feel you. Yes. No, so I, like, I only applied to schools in California, and then I applied to Minnesota, and the schools that I got into in California were just way too expensive. Mm. So my mom was like, no, like, you can go to, like, the University can, of Minnesota yes. and, like, live 20 minutes from home. And I was like, great. <laughs> um, but Not it, really <laughs> what I wanted, but still very grateful. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, no, it did end up being really great. And I got to, like, study abroad and do things that I 
I probably wouldn't have gotten to do right. if I wouldn't. And I also got like that Big Ten school experience, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't take totally. Back. Like, um, so I went to the University of Minnesota. I studied fashion merchandising. Okay. I had always wanted to do fashion, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, it was just like always a like a passion of mine. Not to sound cheesy, but I was like always wearing new outfits, yeah. you know, watching YouTube videos of, like, what girls were. And making were. YouTube videos. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, and then I interned in L.A. when I was in college in the summer. So I moved out to, what year was that? Like, 2016. It was my sophomore summer. Okay, so your first internship was sophomore year, going into yes. junior year. going into junior year the summer. Okay. And... Leading up to that, I emailed, like, every fashion brand. Like, I was, like, looking at, like, fashioninternships.com, um, looking at just brands, like, their... Like, um, job boards job, and, like, career Job boards, and exactly. And even just, like, blindly emailing, like, people that I saw on LinkedIn that, like, worked at certain companies mm-hmm. or whatever. I got ghosted, like... A million times. and times. Yeah. I got so discouraged. But I ended up getting two internships. They were both unpaid and they were both part-time. So they were both two times a week. Got it. Um, so I was working unpaid four times a week in LA. But I was not paying any rent because I was living with my aunt and uncle, which was oh, why I was able to do it. Right. Um, which, is, which is awesome. Yeah, which was great. Um, so I interned for a celebrity stylist. Oh my god, I need to hear more about this. <laughs> that is so interesting. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. How it did you sounds get... way cooler than it is. That's why I'm like, this sounds cool, but it was like, it was, it was in- interesting. How did you get that one? I think it was on like freefashioninternships.com. Okay. Do you know that website? No, I don't because know I've never applied to a fashion internship in my life. Okay, there's this website. It's called freefashioninternships.com. <laughs> it sounds like a scam, but like I'm pretty it's sure legit. both of my internships I got off that website. Okay, cool. Not sure if it's still around. That was now four years ago. Right. But um, yeah, her name was Anita Patrickson, was the stylist that I um, worked for. And she, at the time, was doing, like, Olivia Culpo, Julianne Huff. Wow. Um, in the past, I'm, like, honestly, she did, like, Chrissy Teigen in the past and a few other big names. That's so um, cool. It sounds like it. But, <laughs> like, in my free internship was truly going to Anita's house because stylists... They're freelance, so right. they don't always have an office, especially if you're in L.A. So I would drive out to her house. She lived um, in Beverly Hills, so I was in Long Beach, if you are familiar with the L.A. Far. It's, it's far. Like two hours or three hours <laughs> of traffic. So I'd go out to her house, and they would load up my car with a bunch of um, clothes that they had picked out for her clients to, you know, look through for right. whatever event they were going to. And my job was to do returns and deliver them throughout the Los Angeles cool. city to all the different showrooms, which Got now it. like makes more sense. Cause I'm kind of on the other side. Right. Um, showrooms do sales, but a lot of them also do like PR or like, gifting or whatever. Okay. So, so like you would deliver the clothes to the showroom and then like the celebs would come to the showroom and like try on the stuff. Or, like, no, the PR so, people would come. Yeah, so, like, Anita would go to the showroom, and she would pick out, you know, like, this dress from this showroom, this one from this, whatever, and she'd take it back, bring it to the shoot, so she had, like, a full wardrobe for her clients Oh, and then you return through. them to the showroom. And my job was literally to, re- to run around L.A. and do her return. Got it, got it. So she'd <laughs> use the clothes, and then you would return them to the showroom. Exactly, whatever, like, wasn't picked. Understood. Or, yes. So, 
I got very familiar with like all of the fashion agencies in LA, which are not as many as New York, but um, I didn't really get to see that much of the actual styling portion. Right. Um, the one set that I did get to go on, I got to go to Julianne Huff's house. Oh my she was God. on the cover of Better Home and Gardens magazine, so I got to observe like that whole shoot. That's so great. Which was made the whole internship worth right, it. Totally. Um, but I went into it more for like the connections, more yes. for like the resume building, uh, and yeah. more for like you know, getting to see that side of styling, because originally I had wanted to go into styling, and that made me not want to go into styling. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I say it all the time on this podcast, and I think it's so important to remember that, like, an internship just isn't about, like, putting something on your resume and showing a future employer what you can do. It's, It's figuring out what you want. Exactly. It's like a test run in your career. Like, that's what you should be aiming for with your internships, is, like, trial and error, figuring out where you want to work and what you want to do and maybe sometimes the thing you think you want isn't actually what you think it is and you don't end up wanting to go into that. Totally and I think there's always just like a learning element whether you had like a great internship or a bad one like or even like a good job experience or a bad one like it's something to talk about in your next interview it's something you can speak to that's going to make you you know more educated and more like I don't know. Have it, you have that experience of yeah. like knowing what you want. Exactly. And employers like that. For sure. So my other internship was at a showroom. So okay. it wasn't a sales showroom. It was a PR showroom. Oh, that's cool. So we focused on celebrity and influencer gifting, which was very new at the time. Yes. It was like 2016. So probably it wasn't as it is would be today. But um, I would send packages to, I don't know, like celebrities I can't even remember them to be honest That's now fine. But it didn't matter I was just like packing the free clothes in and sending them yes exactly that was my job they'd hand me like a stack of clothes stack of boxes and a piece oh my of god. tape I wish I was receiving them yeah I know same <laughs> <laughs> um and then like aside from that we would go on and we'd scout like their instagrams and if um you know one of the gifting that we had sent was shown in like a um a publicity like or a paparazzi shot or like they had worn mm-hmm. it on their Instagram we would put it together in clippings and then send it to the brand for them to use as like you know so and so was wearing right here's clothes. like here's like, what we did exactly so that, oh, that was... reminds me so much of this internship that I did it was my first internship like pretty much ever and I worked at Revlon in PR oh and, but I was in high school I don't know how I I don't, I don't know. know how I did that I listened to your did you do a, you did a solo yeah. episode? Okay, I listened to that episode and I remember this. Like, I don't know how. I don't know how you got into internship swung in that, high school. But, like, um, I worked at Revlon in high school and I would do the exact same thing but with, like, lipsticks. Yes. So, like, a PR uh, magazine would be like, hey, like, we need, like, three, like, long wear lipsticks and, like, these colors. And I would send them to them. And then if it got in the magazine, we would do the same thing and, like, t- clip it out clip and, like, it. make, like, yes. a whole thing about it. It was that exact thing and to be honest I didn't even know what was going on the whole internship (laughs) like I like when I remember like putting that on my resume and someone had asked me like oh what did you do at this company and I was like what did I do at that company (laughs) like besides just like package boxes all day yes exactly I so I don't know like I said everything is there's something to take away I did love being in a showroom I loved like being in like a small team I love being close to the product um but I definitely prefer sales over PR. Cool. Yeah, PR is a different way, different industry. It is. It's completely different. Um, Yeah, so those were my two internships in LA, and then I went back to school 
And then I studied abroad in London where I had another internship. Okay, cool. Again, it was at a small wholesale agency. And by small, it was truly three people. You are way more susceptible to learning and like having amazing experiences if you're working at a smaller company. You're given so much more responsibility. Like, yes, I was doing a lot of the tedious work too. But like when it comes down to it and like someone needs to step up, like you're going to be the one. Right, because they actually need you. And you're building those connections, which I think is, like, the most important Totally. Um, But anyways, that was a wholesale internship, so I didn't know it again at the time. Um, I didn't really know what was going on. (laughs) But, like, they don't, you don't walk in and they don't tell you, like, by the way, this is a sales job, this is wholesale, this is how it goes. They don't tell you, like, this is everything you need to know about the fashion industry, like, and hand you a pamphlet. They don't. You you have to figure it out. Yes. So I just, like, you know, they give you your tasks and you do your day today and then at the end of it you're like oh that's what was going on yeah so it was very similar to what I do now looking back I had no idea at the time um we had buyers come in they were just from you know the boutiques in London um we also had like some of the bigger places like Harrods um, okay, cool. and Harvey Nichols if you're familiar um but we had luxury outerwear um and then some evening wear and then some contemporary clothes cool. um the brands you probably wouldn't recognize they were all like local um but yeah it was it was really interesting also just having um the cultural element um yeah was a challenge in and of itself um people are just different in different parts of the world totally experience I loved everyone who I worked with there too um many funny stories but then I came back and I actually didn't intern my junior year summer I worked and saved up but I ended up graduating school in three and a half years so I just had one last semester and then I was like I'm moving to New York like I'm I had been there once on a school trip for my major you'd only been there here once before you moved here yeah on a week-long school trip and I stayed in Midtown at like Gate Hotel I don't know how you wanted to move here after that. Oh, yeah. After saying in midtown. I, like, came here and I was like, I need to live here. It was one of those, it was like one of those movie moments. Yes. Like, brief side note just about New York. It's so funny because once you live here, you become, like, such a snob about the neighborhoods. Yes. Like, I cannot remember the last time I even stepped foot above like 30th street i don't go above 14th street. no me, i don't honestly me either but like one of my really good friends lives on 50th so, like, so sometimes, sometimes i have to go there to watch the bachelor yeah. but like i go to her apartment then i go home no, like, like i have not sometimes seen sometimes i go up to like 20s no I mean. yes but, but like majority of the time not above 14th street. no it's so funny and then you'll have friends who come but this is like me being such a snob but no, like you, you, you it have, just happens you like have, there are places you don't want to go when you live here a hundred percent you have friends that come visit you're like oh where are you staying they're like we're staying right by Times square and i'm like and they're oh. so excited and i'm like i could not feel worse for you yes. like you need to ask but me next also time like stay. it's hard because the nicer hotels downtown are like so fucking expensive yes. so like sometimes the only place you can stay is like a midtown hotel yes. which respect yeah also like for them they are there to see like you need to see Times square if you come yes. like regardless of if you like it or not but yeah. you need to see it and it's also like people want to see the park and, yeah like, it's so funny because like people will dm me on instagram and be like i'm coming to new york for the first time like what do you suggest i do i'm like you should go to west village yeah like, all these places and they're like but what about Times square i'm like i wouldn't recommend that yeah no i'm like you can like 
pop out of the subway and like yeah, get and like right take a peek. I'd be like, there. I mean, go see a Broadway show and like then you'll see Times Square and like then you get the fuck out of there. I completely agree with yes. that. I think that that's like the best way to do it. Yeah. It's also way better at night, anyways. For sure. So okay, this was like way tangent. Tangent. But like, um, I'm really happy that <laughs> New York even enchanted you. Yes, one week in midtown, and then I never came back until I moved. And that's so, so I, crazy. I graduated early. I saved. I worked and saved, and I moved out here without a job because I tried to find a job and no one takes you seriously while you're not in New York if you're sitting in a different state and whatever. Um, Also, fashion is a very um, immediate industry in terms of hiring. Um, Typically, people, like, only start posting when they're needing people. It's, It's nothing like a finance or... Right. I, like, yep. those it's kinds of jobs. Super similar to media. Like, they yes. need they need someone, they post it, they find someone, you're in the office in two weeks. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, oh, we can start in three months. Exactly. No, I remember being in my senior year of college and people had jobs already in, like, September, October, November, and they'd be like, where are you working next year? And I'd be like, how do you have a job already? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I was the same way. But also, if you're sitting in that position, don't, like, freak, don't out, freak out because that's not by any means normal for no. a lot for a lot industries. of industries especially yeah. a lot of industries I think that you guys are interested in like media and fashion and like these more like entertainment I guess yeah. or like lifestyle based industries like a lot of them are this quick turnaround yes for sure so I many people had told me that I ended up having some girls who were in my sorority had a room open up in their apartment it happened to work out that I could move in there. I had, they say that you should save like up to three months rent um, before moving to a city. So I had done that. Oh my God, you're so good. I did not do that. Really? But I also moved to New York with a job. Yes. Okay, that's so. That's like, where they say it. They yes. say if you're going to have no employment. Right. Also like, it's so different coming from like Minnesota versus like, I live in Philly. So like, yes. well, that's where my parents live or my mom lives in Philly. So, so you could like. So like. You could go home. Right. Like, it was like. Sure, I didn't live in New York when I got the job. Like, I lived an hour away by train, so, like, I could come whenever. So, it's very different. For an interview or something. Exactly. Depends on where you live. Like, it's easy for me to get to New York and interview here. Yeah. So. No, I booked, like, a one-way, and I was like, I don't know when I'm coming home, and I have no source of income. That is so incredible. Yeah. I could never do such a thing. I'd be too scared. My parents and quite literally everyone I knew was like, what is she doing? That's amazing. But I was like, like, look at you now. (laughs) Yeah. So, I came to New York. I also teach yoga. I still teach yoga today. I teach a core power before work twice a week. Um, and before I, and work? I, yeah. Oh my God. I, I, but I love it. I like yeah, have a cute. huge like fitness passion as well. So I moved out here having my yoga certification and I went straight to a core power because there's core powers in Minnesota and I had like a mutual connection and I got a job there to get like sort of like an income something to do mm-hmm. um I remember then, this I remember us we were sitting at Miss Lily's and you were telling me all of this like two years I ago. didn't have a job I don't know rem- I think you were working at core power that's so funny I think or, I was working I didn't get a job for like three months three or, four or months. you had like just gotten your first job and I forget yes where, and I hadn't but, start, maybe I hadn't started yes, but yet, like I think but, you were like just starting out but I remember the core power oh my god yes so I was teaching a lot because I was like that was my source of income um, and then I was also obviously going to coffee shops, applying, 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 asking out to, like, asking everyone I knew, reaching out. And then I also found um, there's temp agencies pretty much everywhere. A temp agencies basically place you in a job 
like for someone who's needing a temp for like two weeks, it could be a month, it could be three months. The one that I had worked with happened to be specific to fashion jobs. Okay. So that was like a huge game changer for me, not because um, I got like a good job out of it, but you meet so many people. That's such a good idea. And it's like you get to like show that you're like a good employee Mm -hmm. without them having the risk of hiring you. Right. So it's not like going into an interview so much where they like can't really get to know you or really get to see your skills yeah. and someone like me who I like I told you I'm a terrible interviewer I think you're doing fantastic really yes. okay well I'm like put me in an interview and I'm like I, I think you're doing do so great but um thank you you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah so I think it's a great thing so so you would go to the temp agency and then with the temp agency I've ne- I've never done this before okay. so do you go in and they interview you and then they place you and then you interview with the company they will like interview you give you tips for your resume and then they'll send your resume out for their different because the companies will come to them and ask them for temps so then they'll put out your resume and you'll have an interview they'll set you up with interviews for the company or sometimes it's not even an interview. Sometimes you'll just go. So I attempt at, like, some of them are not even, like, real jobs. Like, my first one was a Burberry um, employees-only sample sale. So literally I was just there, like, hanging the clothes. But, like, think about, like, getting to go into the Burberry corporate office and, like, who could you run into? It's, like, that's what you have to think about when you're put in those positions. Right. Um, I also temped at Swarovski Crystals. I had, like, a great temp job there. And, like, the woman who I was working under was, like, if you ever need anything. That's so great. Yeah, it just... Wait, I, like, want a temp. That's, like, so fun. The other side of it is, like, they... Well, I don't know if they get, like, a person... I'm sure they get a percentage of, like, your whatever. I'm sure that they Um, do. And if you end up getting hired on full-time they get like a something too oh got it so I don't like there's kind of like I think there's like a little bit of like a I don't know if like getting a full-time job that way is like I had no luck doing that like maybe it's not the best way to get a full-time job but if you are looking and like need some work in between it might be worth it like I feel like I'm making it seem like a dream thing but there definitely is like an opposite side to it maybe if you take if you get a full-time hire from that like they take a percentage of your paycheck yeah or something don't quote this we don't know I don't know we don't know (laughs) we don't know do your research but for if you're looking to make connections if you're looking if you don't have anything going on and you have a free schedule I think they're a really great resource and it worked out and it worked out for me so I did not find a full-time job specifically through an agency but I was temping at rag and bone for two weeks which is where I had met my future boss and when I had interviewed with him he had basically said um you know I might be leaving rag and bone and I'm moving to a brand called redone do you know redone and I happened to be wearing a redone t-shirt to my (laughs) interview and I was like I do like I love that brand and he was like okay well like I'll just like keep you posted and like let you know and he ended up texting me being like I'm actually leaving rag and bone but if you'd like the position at redone like it's yours that's so great and I had met my so because like he changed his job like nothing with the temp agency was like connecting yes exactly so then that's where like the temp agency like yeah I didn't end up Right. It wasn't part of that. If right, that right. Sense. It was like removed from the temp agency because like you just made this connection with your boss. It was so great. I must have when we were chatting like two years ago, it must have been when you were at Redone for like those two f- little weeks or like when you were temping. At Ragamon? Yeah, because you weren't at Redone yet, I don't think. I don't think so either. So it, it must, must have been, been when you were Ragamon. temping yeah, and like, doing all those things. Yeah. Ugh. Look at you now. I know. So it really like all worked out, but it was a like, 
crazy road to getting there. Yeah. And I remember on, like, my fourth month of unemployment, like, while I was temping, I was like, am I ever going to find a job? (laughs) And you did. Yeah, but it's just, it's like that. And it doesn't say anything about you either. I feel like it's so easy to get, like, discouraged and stuff. But it's just, like, finding the right position for you. I say this all the time about a lot of different things in life, whether it's, like, dating or, like, an apartment or, in this case, a job. Like, you only need one. Yeah. You just need one person to, like, decide to want to date you. Yes. Or, like, one person to, like, give you that chance at a job to, like... For sure. From, like, being somewhere that you maybe aren't so happy with, to, like, being at your dream job or being somewhere you never thought you would be. You just need that one person. Yeah. No matter how many times you try, like, you just got to get back up and do it again because just need one. Yeah. I say it to myself all the time. Yeah. I think that's so true. But yeah, that's, that's that. So usually I do like a Q and A now, but I forgot to post on my Instagram, like send questions (laughs) for Allie. So I'm just going to think of a few on the spot and we'll answer them. That's really like, I'm surprised you can do that. Um, let me think. What's your favorite part about living in New York? Um, that's a good one. I, my favorite part is that you can walk everywhere. Like you don't realize it until you go, like I was in LA for work, um, in January. I think I are about to say something that like is on the tip of my tongue. And I was like, I just need to go like get like something, like I was like, I needed to get like something, like deodorant, I think. That's embarrassing. <laughs> but that's what I needed to get. And I couldn't just like walk to a CVS right. around the corner. Is that what you thought I was going to no, say? No, no, no. I always thought you were going to say, this is what I think about when I'm in LA. Like whenever my friends from LA come visit me here, I go to LA. They're like, well, we have to do this because we have to take an Uber or we have to figure out who's going to drive yep. us home if we're going out because we oh, can't yes. drink and drive, obviously. But then they come to New York and they're like, Jordan, what are we doing tonight? Like, we can yes, go anywhere, anywhere the world is our oyster. Like, yes. we can do anything we want. We can just get on the subway. We can just walk. Like, yes. They're like, it's so easy to go out in New York and just have a good time because, like, you can just do whatever. A hundred percent. I mean, there's never any limitations. There's never any, like, DD. There's never anything. Like, there's never anything Right, like you that. never have to worry about anything. Yeah. Like, getting like, anywhere is never a problem. Like, I don't have a car. <laughs> Which is, like, the main thing for me about why I love it so much. And when I first moved here, I, all I wanted was to move to L.A. Like, I could not wait to move to L.A. Yes, I remember you telling me Like, I was me that like, and I don't want to live here. And, like, now when I go to L.A., I'm like, wait... I don't want to leave New York. It it's is like different. there's such a hustle in New York, and it's like no offense to. All I the think the biggest thing is like, um, and what pe- people say this a lot is like, you move to New York for a reason. Yeah. You don't just move to New York because you're like, oh, I want to move to New York. Like, yeah. You move here with a purpose. You move here well, because if you you're did like, do that. Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. You move. A lot of people move here because they're like, I want this. For sure. I want this life. I want this job. I want this, yeah, this a career. Lot of ambition. Like, yes. But like, I think there's a lot more reasons why people move to LA versus move to New York. Like people move to New York for a goal, a purpose, I agree. something that is like tangible that they can achieve. Whereas like, I think LA has a lot of other reasons why someone would want to move there. The sun, the weather, the mountains, the beach. Like there's sure. so many other reasons why you would move there. Like there's only one reason why, why you want to, yeah. why you would put yourself through New York Yes, that's to achieve true. something. That is very true. But yeah, I definitely... Back to the question. I like how you can walk everywhere. Everything's <laughs> yeah, so easy. I think that's great. Great yeah. answer. Um, what is, like, your... If you could, like, describe the style of Redone and, like, their vibe in a few words, let us know. Um, uh, I would say classic um, and timeless. And I don't know. It's, like, it's all vintage-inspired. So that's I think cool. that's, like... like this is more than a few words, but I think it's, like, a cool thing to talk about. Um, every piece that Redone has is inspired by a true vintage reference. So it's, like, oh my, they cool. don't just, like, 
the design team isn't just like, oh, this blazer would, like, look really cool if we, you know, put this pocket on it or whatever. Like, they found a vintage blazer. They'll be, like, you know, from a collector, from someone very special, and then they'll, you know, redo it. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point. It's redone. Um, and then they'll, you know, they'll take it in where it needs a little bit, you know, like a better fit. They'll put new fabric on it. They'll make it amazing. Um, so everything has like a true vintage reference and a reason behind it. And then like Sean will talk about like a huge storytelling aspect. Like there's a story behind every piece of clothing. So I think that's what keeps it like really classic, really timeless. And then also like it fits with everyone's style because it's like, it's stood the test of time. Yeah. That's really cool. That's great. Um, Allie, thank you so much for being <gasps> here with me today. Me. This was so fun. You did amazing. I feel like I talked the whole time. You did, but like, <laughs> that's the point. It's about okay. you. It's not about me. Okay, good. <laughs> well, thank you it's so much for having like me. Of it course. was so fun. This was so great. Okay, guys, if you want to um, hear more from Allie or have any questions for her about the fashion industry or her job or YouTube or anything she does, you can find her on social media. You can plug your, your accounts now if yeah, you would like. Yeah, sure. Um, my Instagram is... A fry, so I wish that was easy, but it's not. It's at A F R E I E if you want to follow me. And I will have her tagged on the Bitch Work Podcast Instagram as well. So, yeah. and I also have like a YouTube channel, which is how me and Jordan know each other. Yes. So you can just look up my first and last name if you want to watch my videos. I rarely post, but you know, there's some special <laughs> no, ones if you has, care. <laughs> she has great videos. I love them. And then, of course, you guys, if you want to see more of Bitch Work, you can follow at Bitch Work Podcast Instagram to get like job postings, like get ready with me's meal prep videos, stuff like that, all about stuff you need to know for like your work week. Um, you can follow me at Jordan Rebecca if you like care about what I do on the weekends. Um, not that exciting. I usually just watch Bravo, but like you can. <laughs> and also what else? Oh yeah. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, listen on Spotify, all that good stuff. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Allie. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye.